0: Every once in a while, you make a doozy of a mistake. That's the mistake you'll kick yourself for the rest of your life. I've made several, but one stands out more than the other ones. It was back in my flying days, and this was before my woolly days. I was flying for a charter company out of Omaha, and the owner of that charter company, sponsored a golf tournament in Fort Worth. And it was called the Famous Faces Golf Tournament. And it was for actors that I know you've seen, you're just not sure what their names are. Sure, you can pick out the Tom Cruises and the the famous actors, but these are the ones that got the bit parts, that kept the movies going, but never got any recognition. He decided to sponsor a golf tournament for these guys. And the way those celebrity golf tournaments work is you have one famous face in a foursome and then three other guys from business or the movies or entertainment that make up the rest of the foursome. And usually there's a donation Uh, a green fee, something like that. And all the extra money that's raised is given to a charity. And in this case, it was the Boys and Girls Clubs. Well, anyway, each foursome had somebody that kept their scores for them. And, And in this tournament's case, each foursome had a beautiful Texas girl that took care of that job. We got there, and it was raining, Not real hard, not a Texas thunderstorm, but, you know, just a rain that would uh, keep you kind of wet all day. And I was sitting in the canopy outside of the pro shop, just looking out on the golf course, when I saw her. Uh, She was coming off of number nine green, that's called the turn, getting ready to go out on the back nine. But they came in, they got a sandwich and beer and that kind of stuff. And she was doing the scorecard and she was the most pretty, most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. She had shoulder length, strawberry blonde hair and a cutest smile. And she was walking down the sidewalk working on the scorecard and trying to balance the umbrella to keep her from getting any wetter than she was. And I noticed about 10 feet from the clubhouse, there was a place where the sidewalk got a little lower, and there was water over the sidewalk. So I got up, and I took my jacket off, and I put it on the water so she wouldn't have to walk through water. And she got up, she looked at the jacket, looked at me, and she said, you're a damn fool in the sweetest Texas accent I'd ever seen. Well... After the tournament was over, there was a dinner. There was all kinds of things going on. and We had a great time together that night. And from then on, every time I went to Fort Worth, I looked her up. We went out to dinner and drank too much and just kept having more good times. I really fell for this woman. Uh, And she kind of fell for me, too, I think. But uh, you never know. Um, One Saturday, I got a call in Omaha. And she said, hey, Scruff, what are you doing? She nicknamed me Scruffy. And if you've ever seen my face, you would see that was the perfect name for me. And I told her that we had a charter flight that afternoon to Baton Rouge. We were flying a couple of lawyers down there. And she says, oh, well, that's nice. Uh, When are you coming back to Fort Worth? And I said, I never know. And I didn't, you know. Most of the time these trips that come up, we'd get maybe a couple hours' notice and we were in the air. So anyway, we uh, took off for Baton Rouge later in the day. And we landed right about dark. So we were taxiing into the FBO, which is a... Airplane gas station, and turned on to their ramp, and we had the landing lights on, and they lit up a tug, which is a tractor used to pull airplanes around when they're not running. And sitting on the tug was my sweetheart, and there was a little suitcase on top of the tug that had a cardboard sign with homemade letters on it that said, Need a ride to Omaha. <laughs> well, guess what? The lawyers got out, and Miss Texas, who had her hair pulled back in a ponytail and her big Texas grin on her face, boarded the airplane. We got some gas, and back to Omaha we went. And like I said, we don't get a heck of a lot of advance notice to when we had a trip. So the boss called the next morning. He said, I want to go to Las Vegas. Well, we were planning to have a couple days, and I was going to send her home on the airlines. But here we were. So unbeknownst to me, the guy I flew with told my boss about my sweetheart being in Omaha and how she got there. And he loved the story. So he says, bring her along. So so I did. I said, and she was all kinds of flustered about that. She was going to fly with my boss on the jet from Omaha to Las Vegas, and God only knows what happens out there. So we took off and landed in Las Vegas, and the two of them just sat back there and had a great conversation, were laughing and roaring. She could charm a piece of concrete. She really could. So my boss get out the plane, and he looks at me and he said, That's a great choice. And he reached into his pocket and he pulled out a what $100 bills and he gave me five of them. He said, Treat her right and have fun, and when you're out of this, come get some more. <laughs> so, as you might guess, for a two day trip in Las Vegas, we had a pretty good time. So, anyway, We went back to uh, Omaha. She and I spent a few days, which is really unusual, uh, knocking around Omaha. And I was getting really serious about her. And we talked about, you know, what would happen if this relationship bloomed a little further. What would we do about it? Well, the big problem, of course, is I was on the road all the time. So that didn't... Appeal to her very much. And what else could I do? Well, I didn't want to really do anything else. So anyway, we kept seeing each other when we got to Fort Worth and when she would bounce around and see me. And uh, finally it happened. My last trip to Fort Worth to see her, we were staying at the downtown Hilton. Uh, and I drank too much, quite frankly. Um, We were in the Fort Worth bar and uh, the news of the day was about a minister named Jimmy Swagger. He was a TV evangelist minister that got caught with his evangelism down. And he got on TV and he said, I have sinned. Yes, he had. He lost his big audience and all his money and blah, 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 blah. So they were having... An amateur night on stage in the Fort Worth bar. And I couldn't resist. I got up there, and I did a Jimmy Swaggart impersonation, and the place just roared for about five minutes. So uh, she was a little bit embarrassed by the whole thing. I suppose I would have been, too, if I was about a straight mind. But... We got all through, and we kept having free drinks, and it got worse and worse, and I got drunk. (laughs) So I took her outside, got her a cab. I could barely walk, and she said, Scruffy, I love you, but you drink too much. And believe it or not, I never heard from her again. And not only did she leave with her broken heart, She didn't know it. She took my broken heart with her. And I think about her probably every day. And she was my big mistake. She was my gift. I never took advantage of it. And I never found her again. And I looked. I tried. So I don't know where you are, Suzanne McCloskey, but I love you. You have a great day. Bye.